Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Drive safe, everybody. Holy snap. What the heck happened out there? Monster snowstorm sweeping through the city of Edmonton. Just in time for the LA Kings to arrive. Welcome to Alberta, LA. Welcome to Got Your Back. Sunday night edition. Rob Brown, Jason Strudwick, and a special guest tonight as well on the podcast. Should I tell him or should I make him wait? Let's just say a follically challenged goaltending guru. We'll leave it at that. Let your imagination run wild. Got your back as always brought to you by our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. Come check out the massive, beautiful showroom, the number one GMC dealership in all of Canada for six years running. And it's easy to see why. They got trucks in stock. They can get them in short order. The staff is fantastic. The process is streamlined. Go see Phil and the crew. Mention Got Your Back sent you, and you'll get specialized pricing, but you'll also get three free ultimate detail packages on a new or a used vehicle. GMCPod.com is the website to see all they have to offer. Coming at you from the Long Shot Studio, the warm and cozy Long Shot Studio tonight. The snow's falling outside. Get the fireplace on here in the Long Shot Studio. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in Edmonton. And in Sherwood Park. Boys, I hope you were able to stay home once this mess started. I was out for dinner, just drove back. Holy smokes. Like I, I'm normally pretty solid out there. I, you know, it takes a lot to make me nervous on the road. I was white knuckling at home. Visibility was like 12 feet, Brownie. Yeah, no, my dogs, they won't even go outside to pee. So we have a <laughs> feeling there might be some pee on the floor tomorrow when we get up. Right. But yeah, it's, yeah, I, went, it, I was walking around earlier today. It was gorgeous out. It had, you know, the grass was there and it's like, it's been a nice couple of weeks of dog walks. And then I look out tonight and it's like, ooh, winter is back. Struds. Hi guys, Jason Strudwick here. I'm really, uh, I'm excited that it's snowing. We need, we need the moisture. I know I sound like an old man. Obviously, I have the best grass in South Edmonton, and I need, uh, I need something a slow, slow thaw. I believe they call it in the in the world of the lawn care. So yeah, well, I'm, I'm good for it, Chugger. And it's also going to provide you lots of opportunity to demonstrate to the rest of your neighborhood the way a driveway properly needs to be shoveled. Right. This right. is kind of an opportunity for you to shine a little bit here. Yeah, well, I've got the nice shovel. I've I've talked. I think I've talked about the steel weighted yeah. shovel I have. Yeah, uh, DLR Vinyl short. paid a bunch of money for a segment to so you could talk about it one night. <laughs> Am I wrong? If if the good engineers over there want to challenge me, they they know mm -hmm. I'm right. They know I'm right when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can come um, do my driveway tomorrow, and I can judge and see. Well, I, it's the it's. <laughs> Don't you have aggregate? That's hard to shovel. I do have aggregate, but it's all coming out anyway. It's my neighbor's away. He's in Portugal, and he always does it for me. He's a very nice man, Kevin. I'm a little upset he took February off to go away because now I got a shovel, so it's right. it's not as much fun. We were talking off air about back in the day when we had little kids and it was time to wake up and go change a diaper or like Zuby's going through that right now. 
And Brownie, you talked about how you would just kind of sit there and pretend to be sleeping <laughs> yep. and waiting for your wife. So I guess my question to you is, how do we handle the shoveling, Brownie, in your house? Are you are you right out there to tackle it or do you kind of busy yourself with indoor chores and then all of a sudden, no, oh, hon, didn't, oh, didn't, sorry, oh. I didn't see you out there. No, no, my wife, I don't think my wife has shoveled in the 21 years we've been back here. Okay. So no, it's not my wife. Right. My son never shoveled. Now, I sometimes wait in the house and, and I notice that my neighbor shovels my driveway and it's embarrassing. No, so don't. I don't want to go outside because it's embarrassing for me. My next door neighbor is awesome. Kevin, you sit seriously, there he's in Portugal right it? now. Do you purposely not go out waiting in case he no, does it for he you? just gets up earlier than me and starts. Right. And then right. some, but then once he starts, then I feel guilty. So I'm like, I sit in the house for a little while and have a coffee and read the paper. But he's a well, fantastic problem, gentleman. I drop off bottles of wine for him. So it's all the even. problem for Brownie is that he's never been in a corner of his life. So he just cleans out the middle of the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the challenge. He gets intimidated if he gets too close to the garage or the house or whatever. He yeah. just he pushes the stone and jumps out of the way. Pushes the stone and jumps out of the way. Yeah. Well, now that they got the creepy dude that's craw crawling around my neighborhood, I'm not going outside and shoveling yeah. until it's bright daylight. Send your neighbor out after him, Brownie. Send Kevin will take care of things. Ever since Kevin went away, things have just fallen apart around here. Uh, okay, let's get to some Oiler talk. If you notice the title of the podcast, how good is this team? Question mark. Let's get into it. They've kind of shown all different sides of themselves so far this year. So what is real? That is the topic in our breakdown tonight, brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel, Edmonton's heavy-duty diesel truck repair shop. They perform services from oil changes to engine swaps, overhauls, modified engine work. The crew at Adrenaline Diesel are there to get your truck or trailer in great shape like it's right out of the factory. Drop in or check them out at AdrenalineDiesel.ca. So when you're riding high, Strutty, you're probably not as good as you look when you're at the bottom of the barrel you're probably not as bad as you look but when you've been both in one season and now you're kind of middling which they are right now maybe tough to really grasp exactly what's going on struds we've seen all sides of it if i ask you the question and in a minute we're gonna ask for things you're concerned about and things that you know reason to not be concerned so i'll get both of you to list those but first off here Struddy, like how would you answer the question? How good is this team? I think they are good when they play the, as a team and they play that the right way. And I think that's true for most teams, though. This isn't just a, an orders thing. When you play within the structure you have and it, allows your, uh, it gives you a chance for you to kind of – when you play in the structure you have, it allows you to weather the bad times, but then your skill gets to shine within those times, Brownie. Did you just answer that by saying they're good when they play good? I need you. How good is the team, Struds? Upper echelon, middle tier, Stanley Cup contender. How good are they? Well, anyone can answer that. That's an easy answer. <laughs> I, I think they're a top third team. Okay. Top third. That's better. Okay. I think they're top six. I think they're one of the six favorites to win the Stanley Cup. I, I think if, if they did nothing between now and the trade deadline, I still believe they're a top six team. I think they are capable of winning the Stanley Cup with the team that they have right now. Mm -hmm. But on March 9th, they're probably going to be a little bit better. But yeah, I do believe they're a top six team in the National Hockey League that are going to contend for the Stanley Cup. 
Let's go through the other six, Brownie, if you have it in front of you there. Like, who, who do you well, else consider right at the top? Top of like, my head. I, Vancouver's I, I, at the top. New York, Boston, Florida, Dallas, Winnipeg, Colorado, Toronto. That's kind of top of the I, league. Yeah, I, actually, I wouldn't have Toronto in there. Okay. I would have, I'd have Vegas in there. I think mm -hmm. Vegas is capable of winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, I believe Dallas and Colorado mm -hmm. and Edmonton from the West and out East. I like the Florida Panthers are my favorite team out East. Yeah. Rangers. And, yeah, yeah, but they they seem to disappoint me in the playoffs all the time. I yep. I think that I think the Panthers are coming out of the East. I, I just think I think they're the best team in the NHL right now. The Florida Panthers are. Yeah, and we'll see what they do at the trade deadline. Could be a quiet mm -hmm. trade deadline for them. They don't have a lot of assets. Um, Struds they showed for a time. I mean, they were in the conversation as one of the top teams in the league, right? Um, but earlier on this year, it was just so bad. It, it was so bad. People were just scratching their heads. And maybe it's tough to reconcile if you're an Oiler fan. Like, how can you feel? How can you feel confident about this team? Let's start with that. Is can you think of a reason, Struds, why you would say to Oiler fan, "Calm your nerves," because? So are we giving our reasons? Is yeah. This our what's reasons? your reason not to be concerned? If not you're to be concerned, calm Oiler fans down here on the stream. Because for a long stretch. They, they showed they can play the right way, right, mm -hmm. for a, a long stretch of the year. And I do think that this team, they're very, they're very talented. They have a lot of good players. But to beat the top teams, they have to play consistently and, and, and the, the right way. And the right way means smart puck decisions at the blue line, um, you know, no ill-advised pinches, all those types of things. A penalty kill that is, 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 is hard to, to get score on. So they did all those things for a long, long time within this season and got themselves in a position that they are now. So I think that we know they can do it because they've showed it before. And I think there's a really good chance they'll find it again. Brownie, what would you say? Uh, two things. One, they got Connor McDavid, who is on a mission. He, like, he, all he talks, he, they want, he wants to win a Stanley Cup and will do anything to do it. And two, their power play. Uh, their power play can change any game. And I think they are good enough that they will be close in most games, if not all games. And in a playoff series, uh, their power play seems at times unstoppable. So to me, I'm not worried because they got Connor McDavid on their team. And in big moments, I believe they have the best power play in the world. Yeah, Zuby, you can hop in here too, bud, because I asked you to kind of bring the perspective as the voice of the fan. I'll give one of my reasons for other fans maybe not to be too concerned. Struds, you make a great point about they showed for a consistent amount of time that they can be a really good team. Um, I think they're going to get better. I think Ken Holland is going to make some additions that are going to improve this team. Uh, I don't think he's going to stand pat. I don't know how significant it will be, but I do believe that there is some help out that is on the way that's going to help this team in a couple of areas where I think consistently we're seeing they have some weakness. So there's a bit of a cavalry coming, I would say, uh, if you're the Edmonton owners. We'll see how much of a dent that can make in it. Zuby. As the fan, what do you think, buddy? Why why do you feel not so nervous as a fan? Oh no, I was I was gonna give my nervousness. Oh, um, okay. Well, yeah, let's do that. That that would jittery. be that would coincide with Euler fan. I would say <laughs> that's more characteristic of how they're feeling. So, as the voice of the fan, why are you nervous? And by the way, feel to chime in here on the Weesh Johnson uh, YouTube stream as well with reasons for nervous energy and reason for confidence. And they are, and I can give a couple of those really quick. Chaos never never died. Says too much soft finesse deferral hockey and D structure not strong enough to shelter goalie Shane Matheson says his concern lack of physicality in the bottom six um, mm -hmm. and I'll go along with I forget who else said it but my concern is I would say in this last stretch 
save percentage, but uh, I don't view that as just on the goalies. I feel like that's a reflection of of the way the team's playing defensively. But I I do feel like I'm I'm not a hundred as a fan and. I'm not 100% satisfied with the goaltending situation. I don't have the the yeah. utmost confidence in it. And I know that there's all these dollars and cents and all this stuff moving, but my my wish would be to have the Marc-Andre Fleury type move to have him as the the veteran, uh, you know, backup or 1B to Stu Skinner going ahead. Yeah. That, that would be my wish. I mean, I know that, that there's a lot, of, a lot of machinations there, but my, my biggest concern is I, I think – that save percentage and as it relates to the goaltending situation. Yeah. And I'm right there with you on my list of reasons to be concerned. It's the uh, goaltending still unproven at this point, right? They still have yet to, you know, Stuart Skinner um, show what he's capable of doing in the playoffs, uh, carrying it start to finish for an entire season. So I would say that it's somewhat an unknown and I don't know that it's going to be upgraded. I'm pretty sure Brownie that it's going to be staying what it is, and it is unproven. So the orders will go as far as Stuart Skinner can carry them. Brownie, your concern? Uh, well, it's a two-part. It's I, I know that I had about 20, but Strud says I'm not allowed to give them all. No. So I'll, I'll allow him. I, I sent him a couple notes for him to be able to do <laughs> his part of it too. But uh, two-part, it, it's the, the health of the team and the depth of the team. The Edmonton Oilers have been stupid healthy. It's unbelievable how healthy this team. You look around the league. Vegas is missing their top two forwards, and they had their best defenseman out forever. Uh, L.A., Arvidsson's out again. Mikey Anderson. All these players are going through injuries, or all these teams are going through injuries. The others haven't had any. Their, their core players have all been healthy. And just if you watch the way the league works, players get hurt. So to me, it's when is it going to happen to the Oilers? Is it going to come at the most inopportune time? When all of a sudden we go into a playoff run and all of a sudden they lose two or three players. And then the second part of my thing, I don't believe as of right now, the Oilers have good depth. There's nobody, there's no Ford in the the farm that is worth bringing up here. There's nobody. And your best defenseman down there is Philip Broberg, who hasn't proven he can play at this level. Certainly not in a playoff series against Vegas or, or LA or Colorado. So for me, I'm a little nervous the fact that the Oilers have been this healthy that eventually, knock on wood, uh, eventually that may not be the case come a very important time of the year. Did he leave anything for you, Struts? I don't know how much more direct I can be. Um, I guess let's go to my fallback. My reason for concern is they're overplaying their goaltender. I don't think I've mentioned that before. No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, this is it. I don't know who the bottom six are. I, I can't tell you with great certainty what the best lineup in that bottom six is right now. So, Shaggy, you make a good point. It's probably going to be tweaked. It might be a guy pushed down out of the top six into that. But I, I can't tell you, like, what's the third line? Is What is the best third line the Oilers can ice uh, right now? Holloway, and McLeod, I, and Perry. That's what it is right now for me. But that's, is that the best version they have? Like, are we all sure that McLeod won't be playing the top six? Well, uh, to, to take you know, a, to your point right there, Strutty, is what's the best second line? I think this is the problem yeah, for the Oilers right yeah, now. We don't even know what the second line is for the mm-hmm. Oilers, let alone their third or their fourth. Yeah, so I think that my – I just don't know. And, you know, Holloway has been inconsistent, right? And, and, and he's a young player. I think Perry's pretty consistent in what you're getting. I think McLeod, you kind of know what you're getting, although a little inconsistent. But Holloway, I don't know. I don't know if he can be that guy. Is he a third-line player every night? I know that opportunity is probably required to do that. But are you rolling into the playoffs with that guy as your third-line left winger? Maybe. I, I don't know. So I, I just have a lot of questions about the bottom six, and I think that's an area that I would really – try to figure out if I was the coaching staff. 
Brownie, I think to your point here, you know, you look at these top end teams, and I wonder how many of them struggle with consistency and chemistry on their top two lines. Seems like the hallmark of you know real good top end team is it's pretty clear who their big guys are, mm-hmm. and they fit into those defined roles. But the orders, I mean, they, they've got a dynamite line when they play Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Hyman together. They do, but it's kind of it's leaving it a little bare as you move down, right? Then you leave Evander Kane and Leon Drysaddle, which I don't think is a great combination. So I think they're going to, you know, they'll they'll kind of go in pairs here. I think it's going to be McDavid and Hyman. I think it's going to be Nugent Hopkins and Drysidle. And I think Evander Kane and Ryan McLeod are probably going to get paired together. And I think you'll see those be the top three lines here for at least a few games. I wouldn't be surprised. But they don't necessarily have that identity and that consistency at all on their second line. And that is problematic. Well, it is. And... The, the problem that when, when it's Kane's not there, we've seen that Kane hasn't been happy when he's been on a third line and, and it's talked about it and he's demonstrated it. And But I agree with you. I don't think there's a chemistry between him and Leon right now. Mm-hmm. I, there was a, I, watch, I know that you watch body language. You watch the bench a lot. There was a very animated conversation two games ago between Kane and Leon on the bench. Yeah. And all of a sudden, next game, they weren't playing together. So uh, I, I, it's funny. I, I listened to the post game and Knobloch talked about some frustration and some negativity has creeped in. And the team's not playing as well, but it's creeped into their dressing room and into their bench. So uh, there, there's, uh, there might, there, there's probably, because of the, the stretch they're on right now, there's a lot more question marks today than there was three weeks ago. A lot more question marks with the Oilers hockey team. Struddy, how do you feel about that kind of lack of consistency on one of the lines that's supposed to eat up the most minutes, right? There's not, there's no groove there and they have yet to really find a groove in that spot. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. It is concerning. Um, I guess that my, you know, with, with the band, when it comes to Van Kane and Leon, they have to find some common ground to play together or they have to find some kind of ground to play on different lines. Mm-hmm. If they're going to play on different lines, it's pretty clear who will be on the third line and who will be on the second line. Like, I don't think this is a, <laughs> it's just in a situation where it's like two A, two B. So, you know, that's, that's the challenge for, for those two guys. And I think they're two big personalities, both passionate. And, you know, I, I don't know if they can ultimately figure it out, but I do think when they play together, it does work pretty well. Although I think Kane's best time has probably been beside Lee, uh, Connor McDavid. That's yeah. when his best kind times have come. So, you know, do you pull Hyman away from, from McDavid and put Kane up there? And then who do you put on the other side? That's kind of a bit of a defensive conscience on that line. Uh, so it's, it, there is, there are way more questions now than there were just a few weeks ago, hundred percent Brownie well said. Yeah. And I wonder if it doesn't end up being Kane with McDavid. I just, I, and, and Struds, I agree with you. You don't love Hyman and Kane together. Right, whether yeah. it's McDavid in the middle or Leon or whatever, but Kane has had some good success playing next to McDavid. We saw in the playoffs, you know, a couple of years ago, he was he was scoring like a madman, um, and then that leaves you Nugent Hopkins freed up to play with Leon Drysaddle and then figure it out over on the right side. Bottom line, if they add Adam Henrique, if they add Jordan Eberle, you know, Mantha, like pick pick your guy who's either a top six right winger or a third line center. Uh, it probably helps this situation out a little bit. Even Henrik, I mean, even even to give him a look in that spot, like anybody you bring in is either going to get a look at that third center spot or on the on on the right side on that line at some point, Brownie. 
Well, I, I think if you bring Adam Henrique and he's your second line winger. I before like I watched him play the other night. He wasn't. He can't win a face off. And I don't know what he is on mm-hmm. the year, but the game I watched, he was getting absolutely eaten alive by Dubois uh, with L.A. If you bring in Henrique, to me, he's your second line right winger. He can. He's score. pretty good. He's, he's good. He's a good hockey draws. player. He's is he good on the draws? Because oh, yeah. Dubois ate him up the other day. It was like yeah. bad. But uh, to me, Henrique, I, if you're bringing him in, I think you're upgrading street. your second. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. not bad. I think you're upgrading your second line with Henrique. And I did. I like, ask, I've always liked him. I did ask a former coach of his uh, how he was playing the right side, if he can play the right wing, and was told of all three forward positions, that would be the third one you'd want to play him at, but that he sure. could do it if he had to, right? So natural side on the left side or center is kind of that that, that natural position. Um, yeah, and by the way, Brownie, don't steal my line that I've liked this guy for a long time. I've, I've been loved saying Henry. this, I, this There's a guy they should go out. Remember last year when I told you off air, I said, you know who I really like? And then <laughs> from then on, you're like... <laughs> For years, I've been talking about Adam Henrique. Years, so I'm the one who gets credit if this happens. Let's don't try to steal my thunder. You know, you have been. Uh, now that you mentioned it, Strudz, I feel like you did mention him a couple of times, but it wasn't until Brownie brought him up and he made some really good point. I did a bit of a deep dive, and like I think Brownie's on something here. So I mean, good for you for yeah. You know, here we go. Remember here when we... I told you that they were playing Skinner too much and all of a sudden you started banging that I know. too? Yeah. Remember that? We were at lunch that day and you just sort of, you, you happened to drop that oh, one. You're you like, guys. I'm a little worried oh, about man. Skinner being uh, tired and now it's Struddy's whole, yeah. whole act guys on the show. It. You guys have got it. Don't worry. Let's get to the Relentless Player brought to you by You Can Youth Services, a local charity that helps vulnerable youth find employment. Their 14th annual Comedy Nights fundraiser coming up in March. Six shows, tons of laughs comedians great stories uh, you get to know a little bit about you can and all that they provide to the youth here in our community it's fantastic got your back will be there i think march 20th we're going to go and they've still got tickets available you mentioned that got your back sent you and you will get 20 percent off strutty we're on an off night here but uh, who are you giving the tap to I'm going to give it to a guy that, you know, he literally has been relentless and he hadn't scored in 16 or 17 games. Uh, Jake Gensel gets down. He gets a chance to play up. Ricard Raquel, I think he was his first goal in like, I want to say 17 or 18 games. A, a real mm. defensive gem. Uh, Pittsburgh beats Philadelphia 7-6. But, you know, you can imagine you're, you're, you're sitting there trying to score and you haven't scored in that long, making a pretty decent contract. And I can only imagine the relief he felt when he got it today. Well, actually, I I think you can actually imagine that strides. Yeah, but I want getting paid five million. I I would have been I would have been. I wish people said I had a bad contract. I wish they would have said, "My God, that guy's got a brutal contract." Like that finger, Jeff Finger. Remember that guy? I every day he would be crying about his contract. I'm like, I wish someone said that about me. I would trade you. Call me the thumb. I'd be so happy to have the problem. <laughs> uh, before we get to our next segment, we'll pull a couple of comments here off the stream. Zuby, I don't know if there were any really good ones, concerns that you had in mind. Uh, James Barrel says, biggest question for me is, will this team ever learn to play a full 60-plus if needed? I mean, Boston lost their top two centers and are just rolling along. Even when they were winning games on the winning streak, seldom were they putting full games mm-hmm. together. They were winning a lot of games, playing like nine good minutes a night. This team is not like cyborg-like and they just show up and click into kill mode and go in just like robotic-like efficiency, just stick to their game. And that's not what they are. 
And that's not what they were through the winning streak either. I I think there were some long stretches in that winning streak. They were like that. I think of the games where they were maybe one or one, two, two going into third period and they're finding a way to win the games, Mm -hmm. not giving up a lot against. So I I would actually, I'd actually disagree with that point guys. No, but I, I, but I, I think you both got a point there though, but on Shaggy's point is a lot of those games, they weren't playing well, but they weren't giving up chances against they were just they they weren't really doing much and they're playing bad teams not doing anything and then the third period they'd win but they weren't giving up the a grade chances although in the last four or five games of the winning streak they weren't that good the last four or five games i agree they were very fortunate in that and that has carried over into what they've done since the all-star break they've had two good games since the all-star break they played very good in vegas and i thought they played good against dallas those are the two really good games Base Deckholm says this team needs an identity line to play a simple north-south game. Get pucks deep, bang and crash the net. This team is too reactionary. They wait for the game to come to them. I think that's a great point. Mm-hmm. I do think one trait of this team is like they kind of back their way into games a little. Like, how hard is this going to be tonight? Let's see what they're throwing at us before we decide which gear to click it into. And sometimes, Brownie, they have trouble clicking it into gear when they know they need to. Yeah, well, a lot of skilled teams are like that. A lot of skilled players are like that. How hard do I got to work tonight to win this hockey game? And the Oilers have some very highly skilled players that uh, all of a sudden, okay, don't you laugh at me, Streds. Yeah, we're laughing at you. <laughs> that's, that's, such a, that's such a poodle. Like, How hard do I have to work to win this game tonight? Oh, my God. But but seriously, it's I've seen, there's players like that. It's like, all right, is this gonna, am I going to take an A effort tonight? Is it going to be a B Were you like that, Brian? You were a little bit like that at times. Yeah. Was he like well, that? Junior, <laughs> not in the National Hockey League. That's all of a sudden, no. But, but players, and that's what the others are like. They're a team. How hard do we have to work tonight? And then we have to really work hard in the third period. But it seems like the Oilers are a team that when ad- they face adversity, all of a sudden they get better. It's just yeah. like, okay, we're down two. Okay, now we right. got to start trying. So, And it's not against most teams it works, but against the good teams it doesn't. And unfortunately for them in the, in the playoffs, they can play a little stronger group. Shut up, Strudwick. <laughs> That's how you bring your attitude to this podcast, too. Like, how many good points do you have to make? To beat so Strudy to make- tonight. Not many brownie is the answer. One, two, one is the bar. <laughs> no, that's one hundred. <laughs> How hard do I need to work tonight to sound like the smartest guy on the podcast? <laughs> Just show up, turn your mic on. You I'm win. breathing. I'm winning. Uh, couldn't agree more with that comment. Says VA, they're always tiptoeing into games. Okay, guys. Uh, when we come back, we're going to switch up the order a little bit. When we come back, rather than takeaways, because that'll be uh coming up in a little bit Joaquin Gage is going to join us to talk about the goaltending situation but before that we're going to take a lap did you see Patrick Kane and the return tonight what a night it was and how about that scrap that big guy Rampy keeps firing bombs Uh, I'm curious to hear what Streddy might have to say about this many scraps this early on in his career so we're going to take a lap coming up next Say goodbye to unruly hair and hello to a smooth and silky back in minutes with Backscape. Shave your back solo with no mess with Backscape's water-resistant long handle and patented six-blade design, leaving you with a no-mess shaving experience all in less than five minutes. Shop now for 40% off select kits just for you, our Got Your Back listeners, and make 2024 your year to elevate your grooming routine. Time to talk about your mortgage? It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. 
With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximum Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing or renewing, or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallus at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca. Okay, heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, gritting your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention, visit redefinedhealth.com. All right, time now to take a lap, brought to you by Backscape. Just saw their commercial. That's my bad, because we switched up the segment order. We've got a couple of ads here for Backscape right away, but it's that good a product. Why wouldn't we want to advertise it a bunch? Actually works. I have experience with it. It helped me out on my Mexico. There you see struds demonstrating how it works. They got that long handle, waterproof, rechargeable. You can shave in any direction with no cuts, scrapes, or bumps. That's BAKscape.com, Backscape.com. Choose from a variety of packages that can be delivered right to your door. That's Backscape. Stay smooth, gentlemen. Patrick Kane on his return to Chicago. What a night. Chris Chelios has the jersey go up. And there's a bunch of hockey royalty in town for that. Patrick Kane makes his return. Struds. What an amazing feel-good night, and I'll let you take us through how it finished. Because, <laughs> man, was it amazing. What do you want me to take it to? You just went through the whole thing. Well, I never said anything like a, about the overtime winner. I never said anything there, about the Anything else you want to drop in? You want to tell us how House of Dragons end, too? I mean, no. holy Don't say geez. how that ends. Brownie, what did you think of Patrick Kane's in the return to Chicago tonight, bud? It, w- it was pretty amazing. Like, seriously, I, I actually I saw that the game was tied, so I went and watched the overtime. Oh, God. And as like the overtime was fantastic. And then breakaway, Patrick Kane scores a goal, an unbelievable goal, by the way. Like that, yeah. that was unreal shot. And the he he's on Detroit. They're playing in Chicago. He beats the Chicago Blackhawks. And the Chicago fans give him a standing ovation. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm getting chills watching it. Yeah. Then after he goes, the whole team congratulates him. And again, this is he's on Detroit in Chicago. His whole team leaves the ice, and he does a lap on the ice. Mm-hmm. And the place, not one person left, all standing, cheering. Uh, I wish I was in that building tonight. That was an that was... unbelievable, unbelievable uh, spectacle. I'm a Patrick Kane fan, yeah. and it was a magical night for him and the fans in Chicago. That Trez, was what you think. That was great supplementary information that you gave Brownie. I thought it was concise. You added some color to it. I think you did a really nice job with that handoff that I gave you. I, I appreciate it. And I had to do yeah. that not knowing it was coming to me. Yeah. Just imagine oh, if great. I would have known like Struts. Yeah. Okay. And I know Strut? what it feels like to be Justin Timberlake when one of your backup dancers that says, I can dance and sing like you. You're like, <laughs> go ahead, try. And they go out and they fail and they're not as good. So are you, seriously, are you Justin Timberlake in this one? Yeah, I'm like saying, seriously, I, like he's on a lot of guys' lists of ten freebies, guys, and you're you're that guy. Can't bring I, sexy back if it was never in town, Struddy. Guys, <laughs> I am a rock contour. 
That's what mm -hmm. I do while I paint a picture with my words and my okay. face, obviously. Paint us a picture of Patrick Kane's return then, big guy. So uh, Chicago, the Madhouse in Madison, is one of the most unique places in the world to play as an athlete. The, 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 the people there, they love skill, they love hard work, and they cheer. And, you know, when you get there and you hear that national anthem and they cheer through the whole national anthem, it's unlike any experience I've ever had for a national anthem. That's even with what I've seen here with the Oilers and Plast. That is amazing. Everyone sings mm -hmm. it. But the way that they do it for every regular season game in, in, in Chicago is unique unto itself. There's nothing else like it. And then, the, to you know, probably Patrick Kane, he probably knew he was going to get a good reception. It's not like he left, uh, you know, his house on fire as he left. But to see that uh, they had the uh, video tribute to him early in the game, and he had to do three laps because the, the fans were giving him a standing ovation. There was true love there. And he was, he was truly a, now a son of Chicago. He brought championships there. He was a great representative of that city. And then the way they showed it, and for him to end like that on a special night for Chelios with Gretzky and all these other guys in there, uh, Cindy Crawford also shooting and, and scoring at uh, intermission was pretty neat. But it's a, it was an amazing night and capped off with a, an incredible goal and an incredible building for a, a Hall of Fame player, for sure, a walk-in the day he retires in Patrick Kane. No, Strud, that was pretty good. He did pretty good he, there, Brown. He did. He did pretty good. I he mean, he had lots of time good to one. read my notes. But yeah. Strud, did you ever? <laughs> did you ever play at the Chicago Stadium? Not the old one. No, I wish. Oh, I missed. You it know, the United years. Center is cool, but there's nothing like the yeah. national anthem in the Chicago Stadium. It was. Yeah. It was the most amazing thing. As whether you were the visitor, and I was fortunate enough to be the, the home team there too. Right. Literally, right. the hair on the back of your neck. It stood up. It was the most amazing thing I've ever been involved with with when with a hockey game so but united center is amazing and the fans in chicago are fantastic fans for Incredible. sure let's get to the weiss johnson soundbox and hear from patrick kane the cold and snow is back so it's time to get the garage heated enjoy the luxury of a warm vehicle or heated man cave installing a garage heater will also help if you have rooms over the garage they're always a little cooler too so check it out visit weiss-johnson.com Doobie, you got that Patrick Kane sound? I do. Um, you do? I yeah. was actually going to say I'm I grabbed it too. I didn't know you grabbed it. I was going to put you on the spot and make fool of you, bud. But you, hey, you put it in the chat. It. I got I to gotta grab it. Nice. Okay, well, listen, I'm going to play a different one because I, I grabbed a, a comment from him talking about kind of the night overall. That was great. I mean, the Blackhawks have been so so great with me ever since I came here. Um, so I didn't expect anything less. It was uh pretty special tribute and uh didn't know if i took too many laps or not enough but um um still pretty special to share that moment with the fans obviously weird being on the other side but uh special nonetheless you see connor bedard hit him strutty yeah yeah i love that comment do you have a comment too yeah, yeah. let's hear uh, patrick kane on connor bedard who took a, a little mini bedardian run at him <laughs> what were your impressions of connor bedard skating he's, he's good skating he's a great player he's a great creative got a little physical on me in the corner there so he's lucky he has a bubble on or i was going after him <laughs> that's a great did we both run our clip did we both run it oh yeah i thought i was running it no, I ran it. Did could you could people hear that or probably was it all not? It sounded weird? a little doubly. You want to play it again? It's, it's only twelve. Okay, Zuby, don't push any buttons. You got it. Here it is. What were your impressions of Connor Bedard skating against him today? He's good. He's a great player. Very creative. Got a little physical on me in the corner there. So he's lucky he had the bubble on, or I was going after him. <laughs> Harry E. Polinski chimes in and says, "Too much Strutty hate happening. He's not liking the way you're being treated tonight, Strutty. You have an I ally." That. 
in Harry Polinsky has got have, your back, bud. I have many allies that are just silent, silent, but silent. <laughs> uh, okay, Struds, let's take lap number two. Where are we going, my friend? Your time to shine. Adam Remke has, uh, you know, come into the league and really taken it by storm. He has three fights in five games, which is in incredible for today's NHL. This is something you see 20, 25, 30 years ago. Guys coming in there just setting the the the, the precedent. So he's in there fighting fights. He's got a goal. You know, he's he's really making a difference for for uh, the Rangers. And today he got into another fight with Columbus. Who was it? Matthew Darsh? I think it was it Matthew Darsh? Did no, Olivier. Name? Oh, sorry, Matthew Olivier. Yeah, Olivier. Yeah. So he fights him, but I'm a little bit concerned for Rempy. Now, I wasn't a killer, but I'd been in a few fights. And he exposes himself. He's, he, for a big guy, he fights way too close to the other guy. So Olivier is not a very tall man compared to 6'8", and he was connecting with bombs, absolute bombs. And uh, Olivier is not that tall. He shouldn't be connecting with those punches. He's got to stretch him out further. Or he's gonna, you know, keep taking abuse, and, and he shouldn't be when you're six eight. You should be stretching him out. I'd cross him up actually if I was, you know, his fight coach. But, uh, anyways, it's it's cool that he's doing it. But again, I think he's got to review his fighting technique because right now, you're getting hit by a smaller man. That shouldn't happen. He might have to call Matthias Janmark up and get some tips on fighting. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Well, Struds, is it just me or is he? He doesn't seem, and I'm no fighting expert here, but just been watching it, he doesn't seem to be getting a great hold, and he seems okay with that. He's just like, well, this isn't ideal, but I'm just going to outswing this guy, and he just starts pounding away rather than recognizing he's in a bit of a bad spot, tying up, adjusting. Like, there's none of that going on with him. He just, whatever hold he has, <clears throat> he just starts swinging. And there's a lot of excitement to that style of fighting, and fans love to see it. The problem is that, there isn't a there is an effect on your body when you're you're fighting that wide open, right? There's yeah. injuries, concussions, all those types of things. So, you know, when I when I fought, I I try to get a hold of the guy, and then eventually I try to cross grab. So I mean, I take my right hand and put it across on his right shoulder, then spin him, and so now his face was standing right there, and he could switch and he couldn't punch me. I could just punch over the top, knowing it wasn't get punched, yeah. and I that would work pretty well with even taller guys. Uh, now, if they were stronger than me, that was a problem, which like George Rock, you just tie me in a little bow and just say, just sit here while I beat you up. I'm like, no problem. <laughs> I understand, big man. But Rempy's 6'8", and he looks like he's quite strong. So I think he's got to adjust his technique here to have some longevity uh, in these fights because a smaller man shouldn't be tagging you like that with punches. Shane Matheson says, can the kid not just say no tonight or does he have to take it as a rookie, Struds? Young man, he's excited. He's he's not going to say no, right? You're, you're, you've, you've played five games in the NHL. Um, and it looks like they were talking in warm-up. Again, not sure what was said, but I, I believe that he's looking for it. He's trying to establish himself as a fighter. Right. Um, you know, he's he's not out there to run the power play, you know, to QB <laughs> it from the point. So he's got to be this physical guy, and he's trying to establish himself. And his fights will slow down. Eventually, he'll kind of gone around the league, and those will slow down. But right now, he's excited. He's trying to bring it. Uh, but honestly, guys, like I, I would really – I think he really has to take a look at the way he's fighting because it's it's you can't fight wide open like that, you know, three out of five nights. All right. Strong finish for Struddy in our Backscape Take a Lap segment. <laughs> a short break when we come back. Rob Brown's favorite segment. He yes. looks forward to it every Sunday night. Fantastic. Struddy's World coming up. Yes. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. 
building you a championship caliber roster. Find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good. All the laugh that just keeps you coming back for more. Time for Struddy's World, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. Look at Brownie. So excited. They've got locations in Calgary and in Edmonton. So whether you're a homeowner, a contractor, or a builder, DLR is the most reliable source for vinyl fence. Opened in 2005, not going anywhere. Because they've got unmatched service, high-quality, North American-made products. Visit dlrvinylproducts.ca. Struds, let us be entertained, sir. I don't want to brag, but when I was younger... Yes, you do. <laughs> I'd love to brag. Yes, you guys, do want to brag. Guys, don't disturb the greatness. Justin Timberlake's working. When I was younger, <laughs> I took swim lessons at JP Pool, and I worked my way up all the badges, and I got it. It took you know a few summers. Um, pro- I was probably faster than most kids. Obviously, I was an elite athlete, but I got through and I got my uh, my top badge of swimming. I was quite proud of that. So I just fancied myself a competent swimmer, not a great swimmer, but a competent swimmer. So now most Thursday mornings I go and I go out and I go swimming at this pool and I swim around. I know I'm not the best swimmer. I recognize it um, that I'm not super fast or efficient, but I think I'm decent. So I swim around and I look around other people in the pool and they they look very good, like Michael Phelps, like. But I know I'm okay. But then the day I'm like, okay, I had a good workout for an hour. I feel good about myself and everything's good. So this recently, I won't say it was right away, but recently I went and did my swim. And I always sit in the hot tub after, light up a dart if no one's looking. And I'm sitting there and over comes the lifeguard. And I'm thinking they're going to say something like, oh man, like I love that you come in here every day or every every week. And the person leans over and said, just say no, Mr. Strider. We offer swimming lessons. <laughs> 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 and I, like, I just look up i'm like i honestly took my dart out and i'm like what did you say <laughs> like, oh, we have swimming lessons and i honestly shrank down to the size of a smurf i was like i'm out of the pool and i was gone and i don't think i've been back yet not not because of that comment but you want to talk about a major kick in the nuts to my ego I was just crushed. So if anyone else is having a bad day, hope this lifted you up because that was a tough one, guys. We all you, swimming. You do know that the top badge isn't the paddling penguin. You know that when you got the <laughs> paddling penguin badge, you never got it. you never got anywhere near that maroon badge. That maroon badge was something, man. So much darker than the rest. It was kind of smooth. Oh, that maroon badge was a big deal. What is the top badge? I believe it was gray. Wasn't it gray? I thought I, I think I got, I know I had, I had, like, we took a lot. Like, every summer we'd go in there. And I remember we had to do, we had to learn how to resuscitate someone. We did mouth to mouth on a live person. I did it with my buddy. And hmm. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, we're really going to do this? And we did it. What? So, yeah, we didn't use the the the, the dummy. They, we had a really? Did it on a live person. It, seal it, plug his nose. 
Ooh. Yeah, I'm not sure why I brought that up, but that just is a memory <laughs> I have. But anyway, <laughs> is that normal? Do we have any other experiences like that? Let's go. Let's go to the uh, Weiss Johnson YouTube stream. Anybody else practice EPR <laughs> on, their on another buddy. member of the class during yeah. your swimming lessons? We did it. We did it. Really? Yeah. Those funny strides. I started doing. I started taking swimming. I thought, hey, I'm gonna go get some exercise. My arms got so tired before I actually even breath was breathing hard. I'd go like two laps. I was like, oh my God, this is so tiring. I couldn't, it wasn't even worth it to go do it because I never got any, was it, exercise out of it because my arms tired so quickly. Right. I'm not a it's very good tough. swimmer. Yeah. It's if tough. our if our boat capsizes, Daddy Brown's the first one going down. They're just like <laughs> waving goodbye to Daddy. See you, Dad. Hmm. <laughs> How many extra elastic bands do you need to make the goggles fit? You have to just like take, you have to buy two and you just like strap them together or do they I make goggles this. that I do. I do have a tough time. So, okay. Well, now that we're, so now we're open this can of truth. I bought some and fit them properly, but I'm the guy that forgets them on the pool deck. Right. I'm sitting there talking. Yeah. So what I do is that I just go and steal someone else's, you know, like there's the pile in the corner. No, you don't. And, yeah. There's just the pile in the corner. Someone else. No, you don't. I, so that you're a I, it's criminal. Not, it's no, hold on. It's not That's the illegal. lost and found, but it's where you go. It's like say it's like the the island of lost goggles, and I go and just grab one, and they never fit right, so they're always really tight on my eyes. So <laughs> I have like the raccoon eyes, and they're so tight on my head because I can't get them to fit right because I'm changing probably every month, and by the time I get them right, I'm like, oh screw, it, I'll just ride it out. So, so you're the guy that judged that poor unemployed woman whose husband just left her, and she brought her three kids to the dentist because they wore their shoes in yet you're yeah, stealing yeah. some little girl's that's goggles right. okay that's i wasn't right. sure okay that's exactly no it wasn't it, I, I don't know what her her situation was but i know <laughs> that they had their shoes on in a non-wearing shoe wearing area you and stole so, some little girl's goggles. i i, I didn't steal <laughs> them. hilarious I, the best part is that strutty strutty goes and gets normal human-sized goggles and he's like why don't these fit oh, there's, something's wrong with these it's normal human-sized uh all right <laughs> did not disappoint struts yeah i'm not no, that sure was a really good story that was a really good story yeah that, this was my favorite strutty's world oh, there's been many favorites no just, no the bar was low the bar was low but this gather was my around, favorite Strutty's world a reminder yeah a reminder that rob brown's appearance is brought to you by our great friends at kin print helping you push your business brand to the next level visit kinprint.ca that hat is fire brownie as were you tonight easily taking the w to this point in the podcast we'll see if gager can pull ahead in one segment we got joaquin gage coming up next thanks brownie we'll talk in a couple of days bye-bye salut you want to roll these commercials oh did, would you like to yeah. roll commercials yeah in that's kind of what i was that's what silence. i was planning yeah that's, okay okay stand to, by to, folks we'll be back to, in a to minute break we go back in a minute <laughs> roll them the Edmonton Sport and Social Club spring season is set to go in May and registration is just around the corner. Team up with your pals to play in slow pitch, beach volleyball, outdoor soccer, ultimate frisbee, and even cornhole leagues to keep the spring months full of excitement. Spring leagues begin in May. Registration opens on February 8th. Visit edmontonsportsclub.com for more details. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. 
top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park in Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a z.ca. Oh, the show just got a lot smarter, a lot better looking. The man, the myth, the legend, Joaquin Gage. Checking in here on Got Your Back. Gage, we've been talking about goalies so much lately. We were remiss in not getting you on sooner. It's been a huge topic in recent pods. How are you, pal? I'm good. Uh, happy uh, Sunday evening to you all. That's uh, mm-hmm. I caught the last bit of of, uh, of Struddy, and I, I'm shocked that you're not a good swimmer, Struddy. <laughs> That's, no, that's, um, that's six, five barrel chested in a giant head. Well, yeah. It's, What's not to be the, buoyant there? You have the swimmer's body, like the big shoulders, you know, <laughs> long wingspan of the arms, absolutely yeah. no bum, no legs. Like you should be just a propeller in there. Okay, let's be clear. I didn't say I wasn't a good swimmer. Someone else's opinion said that. A professional that gives lessons, that is there designed to, who do I need to be concerned about? The lifeguard is looking at you going, I'm not sure if that guy needs help or if he's okay, and offered you lessons because he's concerned about your safety based on the way you look when you swim. I would double-check their credentials before you start handing out their expert (laughs) status. And also, they might be jealous of my smoothness in the water. (laughs) Yeah, that's like (laughs) Uh, Island of Lost Goggles. Is that next to Robida Island, asks uh, Leaky37. Pink Eye Strutty, says Quaddy. Just stealing other people's goggles. Did you hear that part, Gager? Yeah, that's disgusting. I didn't steal. on the pool deck. Guys, there's a pile of goggles. So you just take them. That's the that's the general accepted way to find goggles and when you lose yours. Oh. That's awesome. Uh, Jacob says, why does Brownie leave mid-show? If I were to have Rob Brown on start to finish, um, Strud's would get upset. Brownie takes a lot of oxygen out of the room, and Struddy needs the back half of the pod to shine. That's in his contract. <laughs> no Brownie past Struddy's world. That's not a very nice thing to say about Gager. So what are you saying? That we just <laughs> dropping a turd in here or what? Hey? <laughs> oh, boy. It's all right. I'm the garbage man. I just come and clean it up, Strutty. Happy to have you, Gager. We love having you on the podcast. Let's get to our takeaway segment because we're going to talk about Stuart Skinner, uh, Calvin Pickard, Jack Campbell, the goaltending situation. Gager's concern level. Let's see where he's at. And it'll be brought to you by Martin Motorsports. Experience the thrill of the widescape stand-up snowmobile. We got video of this thing. Look at that thing. And with this snowfall that we got going right now, imagine how much fun that is going to be in the next week or so. Check out Martin, Martin Motorsports West or South Edmonton today and book a test drive to start conquering the unknown compact design, unmatched agility. It's a revolutionary machine designed for off-trail riding in deep snow. Stop by Martin Motorsports to view one today. Looks like an absolute blast. Gager, um, okay, Stuart Skinner. Let's let's just talk about quality of play since the break. And uh, as a guy that knows the position well, what is your analysis of his game since coming back from the All-Star break when the stats have changed so significantly as well? Um, well, since the break, it's been a it's been a different guy that we've seen on the ice. Um, but saying that too, the the Oilers have been 
I would say a little leaky defensively. The the amount of time and space that they're allowing players to have with and get into good positions to take shots. That's that's troubling to me. But if I if I really look at Stuart Skinner's game, I've said this before. I it looks like they're tired goals that he's allowing. It's just he doesn't seem ready. Doesn't seem as as set as he wa- as he was prior to the All Star break. Um, and now it's gotten to the point where he's actually he's he's only a blocker right now. What I see, he's not making a ton of saves. I know he made that kind of big glove hand save the other game, and there are some saves that are good, but I just find that guys coming down just mono mono. There's no patience in his game. You watch guys where they shoot. Um, high blocker is uh, is an obvious point where right. where where most players are shooting on Stuart Skinner right now, and usually it's kind of like if you ever play baseball, like they say, like wait on the pitch, sit on the pitch, and and have that little bit of extra patience. He's going down like as soon as that puck's released, and it's getting to a point where it's just he's just hoping he it hits him. And that's troubling right now because that's that's a sign of a of a goalie that's not very confident at all. It's notable to me you don't want to talk about the glove hand. And I think that's a sensitive area for you, Gage. You're crying <laughs> in the pipe. So I won't bring it up then. Um, but I, I find it interesting you bring up the, the part about being tired and fatigued. And that this is uh, something that I've been championing here on this podcast for quite a while now. So, you know, where do you, where do you, how do you, I guess, get out of a, a spot where you're tired, whether it's mentally or physically for a goal? Is it only not playing? Is it um, seeing less pucks? Is it, uh, and then the follow-up that is, does he need time to tweak his game with rests? Like I, I offered that there should have been a game where he missed two games in a row to really have a time to rest and kind of get his game on track with work with the goalie coach. Does that truly happen? I, 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 I like the rest factor where you're kind of just watching the next game. I thought, you know, I, I mean, I, I said if, if Pickard had a good game, I thought he should have maybe even played against the Flames the, the following night if, if things went well. They didn't. Um, In the back-to-backs, Gager? I, I, I just looking at Skinner's game. I oh. thought it was an opportunity. If, if Pickard went in oh. and had a lights-out game, I, I I'm not, I don't have a problem with it that he that Skinner played on, on Saturday night. I don't have a problem with yeah, it. Yeah. But if Pickard would have had another a game where he was able to pull out the victory and be a, a integral part of the win, I thought it would have been a good opportunity to give Skinner just a little bit more. Just okay, let's watch this game because I, I I it's troubling. You can get that you can get it back, but the type of goals that he's allowing they're they're mentally draining types of goals. They, they're shots that he was stopping on a consistent basis for, for so long. And you're like, oh, what? And now there's there's subtle little adjustments that he's doing in his game. Like I said, there's no patience anymore. Straight, you mm-hmm. bring up the glove hand. The the I look at the the what was the goal? The Bukestad goal in in uh, in Phoenix, where it came down right side, went far over the blocker. Yeah. That's I allow tons of those in men's league, right? And that's just because I'm exhausted <laughs> and lazy at that point. That's it's a lazy goal. And so you can get it back with confidence, but you need your teammates to kind of kind of give you a, a chance to 
not have to worry about guys having too much time, not getting able to pick their spots as well as they've been able to do over these last few games. So let me ask you this, Gager. One of the fundamental disagreements that Struds and I had was, you know, there was Dallas game on the road on a Saturday, and then there was an, a Monday game uh, in Arizona. And if we recall, Pickard played really well in the Dallas game, I believe. And Struds wanted to start him against the Coyotes because then that would give Scanner, you know, almost a week there before having to start the game against the Boston Bruins. My submission is, so so you got Pickard playing well, so keep riding him, and then you get the benefit of Skinner resting at the same time. That That's Struddy's submission, I believe, Struds. Correct me if I'm wrong there. No, nailed it. But my submission would be that at that point in time, and at this point in time, there, there's nothing higher on the priority list than making sure that you give Stuart Skinner the opportunity to be in a good frame of mind and recapture his game. Like, I, I, that that is... Number one on your thought process in terms of what are you what are you doing here with the starting goalies and which way are you going? Because you're gonna live and die with this guy. So starting Pickard in back to backs or or letting Pickard play two out of three games while Skinner's fighting to find his game. I think they need to keep going to this guy to let him work his way through it because this is the guy that they need. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm so leery of him getting north. Of, like, he's going to probably finish north of 60, right? Mm -hmm. And depending on how things go over the next few weeks, you might be put, putting him in there every single night because he's he's arguably going to give you the best chance to win. <sighs> he needs the team in front of him to 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 help him a little bit, Ryan. Like, mm -hmm. these these opportunities that, that guys are getting, um, I mean, Uyghur coming right down the pipe in the in the first period there. Um, the backdoor passes, just there's too many good opportunities for the teams to score. The Oilers weren't allowing this type of game a few weeks ago. This yeah. Guys didn't have the time and space to make those types of plays. And they they have to start eliminating that. That's how I think that's one of the main ways for Stuart Skinner to start feeling better about himself is the defensive play of his teammates where he can just really just zero in on the shooter at that time, just swallowing up all rebound opportunities and, um, and not allowing that pass across that center line where we know once that, pa that, that, that puck moves across that center line, it increases your odds to score. What is it like 36% like that? I'm shocked too, where Stretty, uh, you, I wanted to ask you this. The amount of times that offensive players are able to get to the middle and take that shot now with on the Oilers, as a D-man, I like. Don't you want to like give like give them the outside? You don't want them cutting to the middle. It just seems like they're doing this at will right now, and it's it's changing the angle for the goalie to to get in the proper position. Yeah, well said. And I, th I think part of it is that they're having a tough time um trusting the forwards to come back and so they're not trusting their gap so they're backing off a bit and allowing that ice just get over the blame and cut across the middle so it's a really good point um but it's a package deal right the d-men have to stand up when the forwards back check if they're not back checking that's the coach's job to get on if they are back checking d-men aren't standing up then it's paul coffee's job to make sure they stand up so yeah, I hear you and, I, and everything makes everything makes total sense and just kind of get him 
I think not to put words in your mouth, but more predictable shots. I think that's yeah. what more predictable shots where they're coming from, when they're coming. I'm not sure it's total volume, but I think predictable where it's coming from. Now, um, yeah, is that is that fair? Yeah, no, that's yeah. Uh, like as a goalie too. When these things start happening, like I look at the first, and you guys probably talked about it already, but the first and third goal, Connor McDavid's right beside the guy that scores. Right? Yeah, like, that was a tough that. one. And yeah. so you have to have the trust in you in other guys on your team to do their job because all of a sudden you get in this thing. Okay. I got to do this. So what about this guy? I don't know if he's like, you mentioned it straight. You can't trust forwards, right? Like you see them in good position and then they're, they're, they're gone the next second. It's another thing with Stuart Skinner. There's almost too much information. He's trying to download as soon as that puck comes across the blue line. Okay. Where's this coming? That guy's over on that side. Oh, I got to take care of the middle. Where I can't put the rebound in in that position if he shoots far side. Like all these things, he's computing instead of this guy's coming down the side. I can focus in because I have the trust in everyone else to take care of that yeah. and do their job. And I think that you know they use the word "don't trust a forward." Those first and third goals, especially the first one, that's exactly that is exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Where he's in position and. Then the job doesn't get done. And I'm not being critical of Connor. It, it is every forward that has ever strapped a pair of skates on. You cannot trust them. The only guy I might trust is uh, Bergeron. That'd probably See, be Brownie's, Brownie's not even here to defend his brethren. So no. we got the goalie and the yeah. D man piling no, on the no, forward. No. Suddenly Skinner's play is the forward's fault. That's where we've landed on this conversation. Yes. The minute I let Rob Brown go, this is how we get off the rails. Yeah, I haven't said that. I, he has to be better. Like there, yeah. there's no doubt he has to be better. Yeah. But there's subtle little things like just the trust in his in the in the rest of his teammates getting into the right position and kind of sit sitting on pucks, having the patience of letting the puck come to him and instead of just going down in that butterfly and hoping it hits you it's um guys yeah. guys are picking on him they know he's going down so they're putting it high glove high blocker every time because they have time with the puck too they can't they can't have that much time like yeah. guys that it, it's too much there's the guys are too good in the nhl to give them one two three seconds to have a look and and put it where they want to shane matheson says it's not just d it's the forwards not helping back leaving the sure. d on an island in transition good point by shane northern farm girl her usual emoji cheery self tonight chiming in as we always love defense needs to tighten up and then some she says chris says team hung skinner out to dry on too many goals against Calgary. I thought Speck asked Skinner a really good question, and I want to put it to you, Gager. Basically, he pointed out you know, how stingy the team was before and now how loose they're being and porous with the chances. How hard is it to be the same goaltender behind those two different teams? It's, because it's happened so fast at a blink of an eye, it's very difficult because as a goalie, we're we want to be difference makers, right? So that's, again, that's adding to the, the mental fatigue of everything is, you know, he was, he was an integral part of that run. And so you go, okay, I can, every player wants to get when things are going bad, even when things are going good, they want to, they want to be the difference makers. And Stuart Skinner, I, I'm sure he's the type of guy that says, I can pull these guys out of this, this, uh, this little hole we're in with, with a, with a big performance, maybe a, maybe a win that we weren't supposed to get. Um, he's looking for something like that. So, but it's a, it's a fine line. Cause once you start thinking like that, you start doing a little bit too much 
and those are the kinds of things that can hurt you and you it, you're essentially just struggling to get a semblance of what your game was prior to and it's hard to get that back it's a it's a team game it's the ultimate team game in my, in my opinion but he needs uh he needs everyone to to be better in the defensive zone that's a, that's basically it you know, even though it looks like you stole noise-canceling headphones from a newborn baby at the game on Saturday night, <laughs> I want you to know I do value your opinion. Even though you're talking to the Battlestar Galactica home base, I still value you, buddy. Major, oh, nice job, God. buddy. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. I, thanks thanks for coming on the podcast to get abused. Um, awesome. <laughs> to add a little bit of context and some intelligence to a goaltending discussion because – well, frankly, we've been lacking that. So join us again real soon, okay, my friend? All right. I'll see you for Slurpees soon, Struddy, I guess. Yeah. All you can eat, buddy. Love you. You're the best. <laughs> the amazing Walkie Engage can be heard regularly on Edmonton Sports Talk and on Two Guys and a Goalie with uh, Nielsen and Maddie Cassian as well. And look at that happy freeze frame of him. He's so happy. Look at that freeze frame. Just, Zuby, can we leave that up? Just for He's the rest gone. Of the That's show? amazing. He, he picked his spot. Can we Have leave it up paid? for the rest of the show? Are you able to do that? I'll lose it as soon as we switch to the next show. We want to keep happy Gager. All right. When we come back, we're going to give away a hat and get to ask us anything. Very short message here from Belvedere Golf and Country Club. And then your thoughts on the Weiss Johnson YouTube stream. For over 60 years, Belvedere Golf and Country Club has been delivering a high-quality golf experience to Edmonton and area. This beautiful private club located on Highway 21 just south of Sherwood Park occupies 160 acres and presents a challenging yet adventurous 18-hole design. A beautiful clubhouse, fully stocked pro shop, and warm, friendly staff truly make it feel like you belong to something unique and special. Visit www.belvederegcc.com. Let's give away a Got Your Back hat, shall we? We're going to ask you a trivia question. If you get the answer right, you'll go into a draw. If your name is drawn, go pick up your Got Your Back hat at DeBoer's, as well as a $25 store credit from DeBoer's as well. This is courtesy Kinprint and DeBoer's. Aiming to help you play better golf with golf fitting, instruction, after-sales supports, and merchandising, clothing as well. And they're celebrating 25 years. Check out their pro shop style atmosphere, 5311 99th Street. Go see Scotty, Al, TJ, the whole great crew down at DeBoer. Stuart Skinner, drafted in 2017 by the Edmonton Oilers. Our trivia question, who was the first goaltender taken in that year's draft? who was the first goaltender taken in the draft in 2017, the year the Oilers grabbed Stuart Skinner. Go to GYBpod.com. That's GYBpod.com. And you can click in the top right corner on GYB Swag. Enter the contest. Hopefully you win it. And by the way, we're really working hard on getting some hats for sale on the website, and we should have that up and running soon. Okay, time now for Ask Us Anything, brought to you by Reedy Buclan, the shark of the park from Maxwell Devonshire Realty. She's all about amazing service for her client. Buying a house is a big deal, right? You need somebody that you know you can trust and who you know is working 24-7 to either sell your home or to help you find a new one. We use her. She's awesome. Call Rini, 780-994-0280. Come on in, Zoobs. How you doing, buddy? 
Doing well, thanks. Good evening. Good, thank you. How is the mood on the stream? It's, it's good. It's uh, maybe surprisingly good. I think everyone is uh, realistic about uh, the issues facing this Northern, team that we talk about. Northern Farm Girl should cheers things up in there, hey? Like, she comes blasting into this thing mid-podcast tonight and yeah. just emojis like crazy, positive energy, complimenting other people. Just a ray of sunshine. Her and Sherry. Yeah, the gals. And we've had good, actually, tonight everyone's been pretty good it's been good discussion uh not not uh you know real let's call it realistic negativity not uh all not, right although let me just because i said that first i i don't have a name but there has been a few people mentioned this and they said maybe this is a tinfoil hat conspiracy stuff but one person pointed out connor's uh you know no goals in however long minus seven right. in the last few games Mm-hmm. Um, 13%, someone said in the face-off dot last night. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but um, wondering if maybe Connor's not at 100% and could it be a hand thing mm. uh, when you when you think about the, the draws and the lack of shooting um, and maybe just that last little bit of lifting a stick defensively. Any any thoughts on that or any, any birdies? Drugs, that do you sense anything? any potential nicks on McDavid? Oh, I think there are nicks, but I think they all have them. You know, so how extensive is it? And that's the tar- it's so hard to know unless you're actually in that room seeing what guys are doing or or taking, not taking, but like you know a treatment they're taking to 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 prepare themselves. Um, it's really hard to know. And so I, 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 I it's not that I don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but you know, you, you, the first goal against Kane, he kind of they were fighting for body position. Kane just bullies him out of the way and goes to the net. Even if it's his hand, is long ways from his feet. So he can get in there and fight for that body position. Mm-hmm. We saw it later on in the game where he did go back and lifted a stick. Uh, I think it was Backman. Uh, they took took that puck away from. So I don't know. I Yes, everyone is nicked up. Could it be a hand? Yeah, it could be. But I, I really have no idea, Shogger. Was 13% in the face-off circle. Lost seven out of the eight draws that he took. So, yeah, no one's super healthy at this time of year. Um Put it this way, uh, you know, in all the interviews that we've done, you know, haven't seen him with an ice bag, haven't seen him looking to be favoring anything. So at this point, we'll assume everybody's nicked up, like Struddy says, Zoops. Uh, Jay on the stream right now. And then Jay, I like his comments. Good, good guy or gal. I don't really know, but he says, planning a wedding. And I just want to, and I, that's come up before. That has cool. come up yep. before. And yes, that's a life change and it's a, um, something on your mind, but I saw an interview. I can't remember where it was, but I saw an interview with McDavid where he outright said, I forget. He's like, he's, he had one thing and he's already done it. And Lauren's doing everything. And I'm sure a wedding planner and so on and so forth. So I wanted to throw cold water on that. <laughs> Maybe it's the, we- the wedding is getting, I mean, can we just acknowledge the fact that he's heading hurtling towards a hundred assists? I mean, it's not like he's, uh, you know, it's Yeah. The goal scoring is down a little bit for sure, but he's still putting together a pretty decent season here, Struds. Yeah, I, I think we've got to be – I think it might just be a slump. People have slumps, you know, and, or, or slow slump. Down. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's jump back to McFoe-Seidel said, the second line when the team was rolling was McLeod, Dreisaitl, and Fogel, and they haven't mm-hmm. gone back to that in a while. Do you think that's worth another shot? So let me just grab my little stats page here. What do we have? Ryan McLeod, 10 games played, zero goals, one assist, nine shots on net. 
Can't imagine the hit total is very high. Haven't seen a ton of compete level out of him. So, no, would be my kind of immediate thought to that right now, Struggs. But I think, now correct me if I'm wrong, I would guess that prior to joining that line, it wasn't like he was tearing it up either. But he started showing a heartbeat, started showing some signs. He was... It wasn't stunning when they did it. It was kind of like, okay, he'd been coming a little bit. Yeah, okay. Um, my my report or my retort would be the same as I've said before, though. Who becomes that third line center? Is it is it Derek Ryan by default? Yeah, right now I just it's Dylan Holloway or Derek I know, Ryan. It's Dylan, not good enough. Here, here's my thought on Dylan Holloway: put him at left wing and leave him at left wing. Just just let him get comfortable. Let him play his game. You can't. This isn't Matthias Janmark. that's playing in all three positions. He's done that over his career. That's Matthias Janmark is a bona fide. Veteran NHL player. Holloway has what? Does he have 50 games? Maybe, maybe Shogger. I don't even know if he has 50 games. Yeah, he, he is he is a inexperienced rookie trying to establish himself as an NHL player. That's a, that's exactly what he is. So let him play one position. And I 78. Sorry, 78. Okay, so I was off a little bit. So he has almost one full season under his under his belt. But he's point not, remains though. He's not an NHL player. He, yeah. he is, he, he's trying to like, what is he? Do we know what he is? I know what he, I want him to be. And we've seen, you know, you've seen moments of it. And I'm, this has come from a place. I like Dylan Howard. I want him to be what I think he can be, but put him in one place, let him play. Now he can move up and down lines, but say, Dylan, you're a left winger. This idea of him becoming a center, like just leave that. He is a winger and let him play left wing. I wouldn't mind seeing Holloway on left. Evander Kane on right and Ryan McLeod in the middle. I feel like Holloway and Kane together. Holloway is rambunctious as it Mm. is. And I know Kane's not super comfortable over on the right side. Might be interested to see that. Just it'd be fast. It'd be physical. Yeah. Uh, McLeod does drive possession and he skates well. Maybe he gets dragged into the fight a little bit with that energy. But give it more than like a period. Give it three games. Yeah. No matter what happens, unless there's injuries, obviously. Okay, um, you, we've talked about uh, wanting to see physicality out of the bottom six. D. White says, and again, I don't, ver- I can't verify, don't have the time to verify all these facts, but he says Adam Ernie has more hits in twenty-three games than everyone else in the bottom six. Uh, so he says, if you don't produce and you don't hit, what value are you adding? Making a case for the Adam Ernie return, Strads. So who comes out? So someone's got to go down. Do you send, you know, is it is it um, Derek Ryan, Gagne, Connor Brown? Uh, those would be the, I guess Dylan Holloway could also go down. Uh, so someone has to go down. And like Adam Ernie, is, he's a hard worker, a little bit undersized. He does play hard. But, you know, is his upside any higher than any of those other guys? I, I would have a hard time saying it is. Um, but yes, he does play. He did play more physical for sure. 23 games, 67 hits. That is more than Fogel. Holloway, who's only played 27 games, that's 57. It's more than CeCe. It's more than Hyman. It's more than McLeod. More than Yanmark. More than Nugent Hopkins. More than Derek Ryan. More than Connor Brown. More than James Hamblin, Sam Gagne. So, yeah, accurate. At least, you know, he'll go to the body a little bit more consistently. I'd like to know how he's playing in the American League, sort of see what the what the scouting reports are and where his game is at. But, yeah, I mean, if, you know, if the guy's willing to skate hard and finish some checks, the orders definitely need some more of that. I would be, I'd be open to it. 
I'll say uh, this about CC is I think he's the guy that gets got out of, he needs to get out of his comfort zone because he's you know allegedly one of the strongest players on the Oilers and you would not know it right he he I think he has that ability to step out and become more physical more heavy kind of like Adam Larson was or is with Seattle two more Zuby we'll wrap it up um Kevin Cormack with kind of an interesting state or question. He said, can any credit uh, Brownie talked earlier about the very few injuries to the Oilers so far this year, Kevin Cormack says, can any credit be given to the Oiler training staff due to the lack of injuries uh, for over two seasons? He's saying, um, is there anything there is maybe, maybe we don't have to expect injuries forthcoming. It's an interesting perspective. And I think that that's, Something that you could look at as far as mus- muscular, right? Whether it's groin pulls or hamstring pulls or whatever. There's, but then there's an element of luck. You block a shot, you break your hand. Um, you go crashing the board like uh, Holloway and you hurt your knee. Like those are, to me, that's luck or, 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 or bad luck, I should say. But the, the muscular ones, I think you can, you know, maybe attribute to the, the proper training. Um, guys feeling healthy, although I guess Echo missed some time earlier in the year. Uh, but I think there is there 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 should be because otherwise, how do you hire and fire people in those roles? Yeah, I I mean the the in terms of the major injuries being avoided, I don't think it has anything to do with that. Um, could their strength and training program, their attention to detail, the workouts they do pre and post, their attention to those details, could that all push things in a positive direction that guys don't need the you know, the nicks and bruises don't turn into more for sure. I mean, yeah, let's give them credit, right? hundred percent. But in terms of the luck that it takes to go on the run they've been on, they've been on a pretty lucky run. I like Boba Fett here, uh, Zuby. He said, McLeod and Fogle like bad chewing gum. Flavor for a moment, then it goes away fast. <laughs> Too inconsistent. Okay, uh, one more. This was something I wanted to mention the other night because uh, we just talked about Fogle and we talked about CeCe. Those are guys whose names are out there as being, you know, in the trade speculation world as as salary out, you know, I mean, rumor wise. Um, Struds, when if you're one of those guys, like, how does that affect when you're on a so-called, you know, supposedly contending team to have your name out there in trade rumors? Is that how difficult is that? Can it affect you? Can it affect your play? Um, how do you, how would you feel about that if you were in that mm-hmm. situation? So at any time, I believe if your name is in trade rumors, it can be unsettling and it is unsettling for, for anyone, whether you're on a good team, a bad team, because it's the unknown. And is, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Will I do this? Will I do that? Like, I remember there was one point where I thought with the orders, I might get traded and we were trying to have a baby and we're having a tough time and it's, you know, difficult to create babies when you're not in the same country as your wife. And, um, (laughs) you know, it, it was it was very unsettling, very, very unsettling. And, um, and I mean, I, I played through it, but so for these guys now, I think that both these guys probably like where they're at. They probably like their teammates and the roles that they have on those team. So it probably makes it equally unsettling because you're probably going to a worse team, right? You're going to go to a non-playoff team is where they're going to go. So mm-hmm. the opportunity you might miss out on a Stanley cup run or a deeper playoff run, I think that makes it harder. Um, they're professionals. They've been around, but I think it is it is a challenge, buddy. All right, that was Ask Us Anything, brought to you by the Shark of the Park, Rini Buclan. Thanks so much for all your contributions on the stream tonight. They were fantastic, Struddy. Uh, what do you got tonight for our gem of the night, my friend? Well, I think the highlight was when Joaquin Gage 
uh, finally confirmed my feelings that he feels he looks like a tired goalie regarding uh, our boy sure. Stu Skinner. And he's a blocking goalie right now and he looks fatigued. And I think it was interesting here from a goalie who's saying that, um, kind of confirming what I, you know, I've been kind of talking about here on the, sh- on the show. Yeah, I think that's fair. You've been beating that drum for a long time. So when you get someone with the gravitas that Joaquin Gage carries onto this show to confirm your <laughs> inklings, I would feel inkling. good too if I were you. It's more than an inkling. <laughs> Trade rumors and new line mates every night can't help. That from Chris R. Very poignant, solid point that he makes as we wrap up the pod. Good job tonight, Struts. Thanks, buddy. Likewise, good times, guys. Let's get some yeah. sleep. Hey, Zuby, we've been pounding these things out, hey? So that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and guess what, everybody? We're going to have a post-game pod tomorrow night, too. Zuby, you in for that one, or are you going to take the night off? No, I believe I'm in. I... Yeah, no, I, I'm going to be there. All right, we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow night, then, after the uh, LA Kings-Oilers game. Thanks for all your contributions, your downloads, and your subs. If you get a chance, leave us a review over on iTunes. We would love to hear how you feel about the podcast pound on that love button too if you can that helps us out and we'll catch you again real soon here on got your back thanks to sherwood buick gmc our amazing title sponsors have a great night and stay safe drive slow be kind to one another on the roads cheers